looking back, I'm like, oh, that happened for that reason that then set me up for what is happening currently or that what will happen in the future. Welcome to Beyond the Fourth Wall. I'm Lindy. And I'm Joseph. The Fourth Wall, that invisible magical bridge between actors and audience. For the last year, we've been looking out beyond our fourth wall to see how theater skills are life skills. And now we want you to join us on the other side of the curtain. Our productions are returning, and we're taking you behind the scenes as we chat with cast, creative teams, and alumni, with an occasional tap number for good measure. So welcome to the Lex Fam, and get ready to go beyond the fourth wall. This week on Beyond the Fourth Wall, we're meeting Nathan Pfister, another wonderful Lexington Theatre Company alum who has ticked off practically every item on the Lex bucket list. You may have seen Nathan perform on stage, witnessed his leadership as a dance captain at auditions, or learned from him through our artist development program. He chairs the Inclusivity Advisory Collective and sits on the Lex's board of directors. His positive attitude and change-making mindset have truly shaped the Lex from the beginning. And today is extra special because this episode airs on his birthday. So, let's celebrate Nathan. Nathan Fister! It's so good to see you on Zoom. Welcome to Beyond the Fourth Wall. Oh, hi. So it's an honor to be on this podcast. I am so happy. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited for this conversation and for our Lex fam, our Lex audiences to get to know you better because you have been so involved in this company from the very beginning, you were in our very first show, 42nd Street. I'll never forget meeting you. You are still a student at Western Kentucky University. You've been with us in so many shows. You have been our dance captain. You have helped us in New York City at the A1 auditions as the smiling face that meets all the new Lex fam. You've taught in our artist development program in the summer series. You've been a moderator. You're the chairperson of our new... Inclusivity Advisory Collective, which is a beautiful group that is helping the Lex to make sure we are making the best programming and policy decisions in the areas of inclusion and belonging. And you are just a gift to all of us here at the Lexington Theater Company. So I'm so excited to tell your story today. Wow, that was we're friends and I love hanging out with you and doing things with you. So it doesn't seem like all that much. But then when you say it, I was just like smiling and beaming and just like hugging myself just because it's like it's just an honor to be in your space and I would not be where I am today without you and Jeremy and the Lex and all the people you have brought into my life and so I just want to say thank you from truly like the bottom of my heart it is it is an honor to always be with you likewise well I want to take it back so I mentioned that we met when you were in college just finishing up your college journey but let's take it back a little bit further because you grew up here in Lexington so tell us about the moment 
moment that you fell in love with performing arts, musical theater, how did it begin for Nathan Vister? I began at a very early age. I used to go to Lexington Children's Theater summer camps when I was little. My mom was very great at like looking at both me and my brother, like seeing what we do and like fostering that and putting us in those spaces. So I would always like dance around the house. We would make, you know, we would make shows and stuff. So I was always very creative. So she put us in like those camps. And then when it was time in third grade, I auditioned for SCAPA, the performing arts school in Lexington and auditioned and got in. So that's kind of where I started really like fostering like the artist within me. I remember my one of my very first trips to New York. It was the first trip and we saw Mamma Mia. And like at the end of the show is like this big curtain call and everyone like dances. And I really vividly remember looking over at my mom being like that's gonna be me one day like I will be on that stage and it was such a weird like I was probably in like the fifth grade or the fourth grade and that's such a weird age not a weird age but like to be very much like this is what I will be doing with my life and I remember all my friends around me even though we were in performing arts school they were like oh I'll be a doctor or like uh you know a, a physical therapist and I was like I'm gonna be a dancer like that's it there was really no other like option for me that was like very vividly like one of my very first memories but then like I saw Fosse at the Lexington Opera House with Lindy Franklin Smith I mean we saw Cats like I remember seeing all those big like dance shows growing up and being like okay yeah this is where I belong and then very like fortunate for Scappa that you know I got to do dance and like concert dance and jazz and modern but then we also got to be in the musicals and really like and I was in band which really helps now like when I'm learning music because I can like pick up rhythms and some you know like that's a very big skill and so I'm just like very thankful that I had formative years as a fourth grader like I tell people I went to performing arts school in the fourth grade and they're like are you serious like we went as like a as a freshman in high school. I was like, yeah, I was literally nine years old, like playing the trumpet. Like, how cool! And you know, then I was just like, oh, this is just what I do. But like looking back, I'm like, I'm so thankful that like my parents saw the like creative and artist inside of me, and like were like, this is where he needs to go. And like thankful for Scapa that there was that place that I could go and just be a little tall, lanky, awkward, you know, fourth grader artist who just like bebopped around the halls. I love so many bits of that story. I love how supportive your family was and just like nurtured that love and dream. I love how many hats you were wearing, trying on all the different kinds of art forms and and letting yourself explore and now how you can see how they're all playing in and informing each other. That is so, so exciting. Well, for those of you who haven't yet seen Nathan Fister dance, he is an incredible dancer. And there for a while, you were really focused on ballet. Like right, right when we met, you were kind of heading toward a ballet career. Yeah, so when I went to school, I went to Western Kentucky University for like concert dance, jazz, modern, classical ballet. And if you would have asked me my like junior, senior year, I would have been like, yep, I'm going to move to Chicago or New York. I'll dance for Ailey. I'll probably dance for like River North in Chicago, like these very traditional concert dance companies. 
And I remember my like senior year being like, I'm moving to New York to my professor and this other guest that we had in. And they were like, no, I don't think you should. And I, I was like, what? You know, I don't want, you don't mean to move, you know, like as like, you know, a little 18 year old or, you know, who thought I knew everything in the world. But I auditioned and I went, got into the Nashville ballet company and dance for a ballet company for a whole year, which is like not really what I thought I would be doing. But once again, I feel like that's like a very big theme in my life is that like looking back, I'm like, oh, that happened for that reason that then set me up for what is happening currently or that what will happen in the future. Um, so when we met, I had already signed my contract for the ballet and it was like, well, I live in Lexington. There's this brand new theater company doing 42nd Street for three weeks. I have nothing else to do. Like, I'm going to audition, you know? And I'll never forget. We talk about this sometimes, but I will still bring it up. I found my audition tape for you. And it is truly what not to do in an audition tape. Now that we're like so much involved in this digital age, the lighting was backlit. I had no accompaniment. I, I, it's comical, but it's, but it's also a testament to you and that you can like see the things out of people that they can't see for themselves. Like you saw something in me that I had no idea that was even in there. You gave me, I mean, Legally Blonde, you gave me my first speaking roles on a stage. I had never spoken on a stage before. So you saw those things in me. The ballet world, like, was awesome. I learned so much, but I remember distinctively being in there and being like, this, this really doesn't make my heart sing. I love dancing every day, but I just, this isn't the kind of avenue that I really want to be in. And I, and I had had such an amazing experience at the Lex that summer. And I was like, oh, that's, that's what I need to be doing with my life. Yes. We won you over to the musical theater world. <laughs> well, I I love I want to just want to comment two things on that story. I love what you were saying about how the journey can take such different twists and turns and that even though the classical ballet world is not where you've ended up, it was such an important part of the journey and you wouldn't be where you are now and you wouldn't be, you know, all of that in that experience informs what you're doing now as well, which I think is such an important thing for young artists to hear is that you don't always have to have it all the way figured out. And sometimes you need to try something and then it might work out. It might not. And then it helps you find find the next so that's one thing I wanted to comment on. And the other is I just want to say thank you for those kind words because that means a whole lot to hear. The Lex is all about mentorship. And I can think of so many people who I know saw something in me before I saw it in myself. And so then to hear you say that, it's just that this is the full circle thing that we just love so much is that you're saying those words to me. And I just know that there is you know, a young artist looking up to you. It's that beautiful, you know, passing of this craft 
that is so central to what we do at the Lex and why I know this mission resonates with you so much. So much. So, so much. So much. Well, let's talk about some of the different hats that you get to wear around the Lexington Theater Company because you've been on stage in the shows, but you've also been really incredibly helpful in our audition process in New York, meeting the potential future new Lex fam. You're also a teacher with us and you mentor some of our young artists. What is it like to really, you really do get to like live and walk in all the different parts of what we do. What does that feel like as an artist? It's very fulfilling because when you're young, fresh out of college, 22 year old Nathan doing 42nd Street, I wanted to perform. That was it. And I thought that you only could perform. And if you did anything else, people would see you in a different way and they wouldn't cast you or they wouldn't think of you as a performer because they would start thinking you as, as a teacher or as a choreographer or whatever you may be. And I learned a lot through you all that like you can do so much and still be focused in every facet of that and give everything still the amount of attention that it needs to have. I think the trajectory of my Lex timeline that's still growing and it's still evolving is that, you know, I had to perform first. Then I got a little more responsibility being a dance captain. Then I helped out in an audition one year. And then I got the more responsibility the next year that I was teaching the audition. And then I started teaching this summer. And even to now being the board chair for the IAC. And then now I sit on the board of directors, which like, wow, I never in a million years thought that I would be sitting on the board of directors for a regional theater. Like, never. Everything goes back to like the building blocks and being just a performer first. And I love auditions. I've always loved going to auditions. For me, they're like, kind of like a family reunion you know like you get to go and see all your friends and like meet new people and meet new faces and and you get to dance too which like that's the cherry on top you get to dance and sing so I love doing these auditions because I know that most of these the artists that walk into these spaces are, are younger still in college and they're very stressed they you know every audition every audition to them is like the biggest audition, and if they don't get it, their life is over. And so I feel like we try to foster that, like, you're going to be in so many auditions. If this isn't a match for us this time, it could be a match next year. You know, it's, and like, let's just have a great time and create a community because you never know when someone's going to need a, a, a media replacement at, another theater, you know, and you've danced for Lindy and she gives your phone number to somebody else. You know, you just never know those situations. So we really try to foster that. And it's, I just like try to do that so much. It's the way that we keep moving and the way that we keep, you know, like holding each other and building each other up together. Yes, that's exactly it. That's exactly the environment that we want in those audition rooms because we know we're going to do our best work. All of us are going to do our best work when we feel super supported. And I love when when I'm sort of rushing in, you know, from the A1s, from the main room, coming to the callback room, and Nathan's already got everything under control and he's teaching the combination. Everyone's smiling and laughing and having such a great time. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing to watch the just 
extension of the company and for them to get to know you and to get to sort of see firsthand, oh, here's somebody who's worked for them. And it's really, really cool. Do you have, thinking back, I mean, let's see, we've got 42nd Street, we've got Legally Blonde, you played Larry in a chorus line. Do you have any like standout, just favorite moments of your performing time at the Lex? Honestly, I could think of one from like every show. Like I remember Karen Zamba, Tony Award winning Karen Zamba. We were sitting in the wing and she was like, okay, I I don't want to give you a note. And I was like, please give me a note. And she's like, if you do it like this and you add a little, like it was the punch. She's like, if you add a little more like to your whole body, it's going to look like you really decked that guy. And I just remember like, okay, I'll do it, you know, just like, and just being like, so in awe that like, she was like speaking to me. I also remember that my very first time speaking on a stage, you know, that I'll never forget those moments and having my friends come to me and they're like, oh, you talk. And I'm like, yeah, I, I can speak on stage. Like I can do that. I think every moment is such a good moment. Like we like going to graders after shows like that is like, you know, there's those staples of Lexington that like us Lexington natives were like, okay, when you come in for the show, like you have to go to graders, you have to eat at like all the like local taco, like you have to go to these places. So it's really fun. Like showing people who are out of town, like our city and like where I grew up, like that's super fun. I always tell everyone, like, my dream for the Lex is for, like, me to originate in a Broadway company and come to the Lex and set the show at the Lex. Like, that's my, like, all-time, like, dream of all dreams. And I feel like that moment would be such a highlight, like, just, like, sitting back in the Opera House audience where I grew up in, watching, you know, these people perform so that I was, like, I just, like, I get such chills right now just, like, thinking about, like, that I like I like that dream let's just keep manifesting that I like that dream a whole lot isn't that a fun one (laughs) that's a good one that's how that's how I felt watching you all do a chorus line I mean you know that one was my Broadway debut and our production at the Lex of a chorus line was the first time I worked on it since we closed on Broadway and I think it had been something like you know close to 10 years or so and passing it on to you all was just one of the absolute highlights of my entire career and standing back in the back of the theater and watching you all do the choreography. It was just, you know, it was, I can't wait for you to experience the same thing. It's just going to be thrilling. It's going to be thrilling. I'm waiting for that that day to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Well, speaking of big dreams, we are recording this episode. It's going to air a little later, but we're recording this episode on the on the day of the big preview performance of Nathan at Radio City Christmas, uh, Radio City Music Hall Christmas Spectacular, you're on the great stage. This is your second time around in the Christmas Spectacular. I know that great stage very well. It is stunning and amazing. How are you feeling? Happy first preview. Thank you. Oh, it's I get so emotional. Wow. I didn't know. Just thinking about where we were March 13th, 2020. I remember that day so vividly when everything shut down and just not really knowing people like, oh, we're going to have summer shows. No summer shows. We're going to have fall shows. No fall shows. Oh, Christmas might happen. No, you know, and that, and then finally it's like, no, Christmas is happening. This is my first show back. My last, I like did all the the numbers yesterday. My last live audience was October 27th, 2019 in Tokyo. 
That was my last live audience. And to come back to literally one of the most iconic stages in, in the world, I would say. it's I would say anybody you talk to pretty much knows what Radio City is. And I mean, last night I just like looked out and it, uh, it was just such a like – it was like one of those like just filled with like joy and excitement and I'm honored to be a part of that show and the show is, has such a legacy you were a part of that show you know it's just like there was amazing dancers who have been in that show previously and I'm honored to get to like carry the legacy on to the next generation Christmas in New York is there's nothing like it Christmas at Radio City, there's truly nothing like it. So I'm excited to dance on that stage 40 to 40. Literally, we got on one day of rehearsal, it was like, okay, Nathan, you're on 27, and then your next travel is 30 on the other side. I was like, okay. I was like, okay, haven't done this one in a while. <laughs> Let's dance. <laughs> I love that. I love, and, and if anybody listening is like, what is he talking about? When in, in all of the theater, we, we use stage numbers. So we mark the stage, you know, from the center, we put a zero on center and then we mark it out by feet, two, four, six, eight. And most theaters, you know, go out to like 18, 20. Radio City goes to... 40. <laughs> it is huge. And so when he's talking about traveling from what was it? One a city block basically of traveling. Yeah. And like yeah. I think I, I think that travel is like literally like eight counts or something. Oh my word. It's 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 crazy. Oh my goodness. Well, Nathan, we are so excited for you. We're so proud of you and and thrilled that you're back on stage in New York City at Radio City Music Hall. It is really one of those magical places to be, especially at the holidays. And your whole Lex fam will be cheering you on from Kentucky and from all over the country every single step of the way. I'm just so, so glad we got to share some of your story today. You have been like I said, such an amazing part of this company from the very beginning and the work that you're doing, not just on stage, but behind the scenes and with our Inclusivity Advisory Collective. It's really important and powerful and life-changing work. And we're so grateful to have you in our fam. Thanks for being here today. Thank you. And thank you to you for everything, leading the way and carrying this torch and walking forward because there's you know, we talk about a lot of time, there's lots of people who aren't doing the work and you are and Jeremy and Lex and I am just honored to be a part of your space. And I tell everyone, anytime that I, the email pops up, it says Lindy Franklin or the phone call pops up. I'm always like, Ooh, this is going to be good. What's next? You know, it's always, I'm always very excited when your phone number or your email pops up on my screen. And I just can't wait to see what we do next. I think that's a perfect way to close this. I can't wait to see what we do next, too. Until then, happy first preview, and we'll see you soon. The Lex is back on stage in 2022, with single tickets now on sale for our summer productions of Disney's The Little Mermaid and Chicago. For information about tickets, or to find out more about the Lexington Theater Company, visit our website, lexingtontheatercompany.org, and follow us on social media, at the Lex Theater Co. Thank you.